You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press. Dave, thanks so much for taking the time since Josh McDaniels changed his mind. Did you have full confidence Matt Patricia was going to show up for that press conference yesterday? And what did you take away from his media session? Yeah, I didn't think there was ever much doubt. And I don't think the Lions, they, they never had any doubt either. I mean... Uh, you know, Bob Quinn sort of said as much in the press conference yesterday. Um, and look, I, I think, you know, he, Matt Patricia had, gave a favorable first impression to, to Lions fans. I mean, he's a, a likable guy. I think he's got that personality that, you know, players respond to him. He, he shed some of that, uh, shared some of that with the, the fans yesterday. And, and, you know, I think ultimately it's going to come down to wins, whether he's uh, fully embraced here in Detroit, but he's off to a good start at the very least. I think we all can say probably there's um, been a tremendous amount of doubt when it comes down to um, whoever you bring in that they can actually make it work and hopefully turn it over just because of the history and the longevity of of this team not actually being able to do something really, really good other than maybe getting close to winning the division and maybe slide into the playoffs and and getting ran off pretty quick. But Matt Patricia actually brings a, a quality resume. Defensively, they've been one of the top 10 defenses over the last five years under him uh, to understanding how Bill Belichick did things. What's your anticipation uh, of what it is he's going to bring to the table to help this team be a little bit more consistent, but most importantly, being able to finish at the end of the season because they play well, but just couldn't finish towards the end? Yeah, I, I sat down with Matt a little bit yesterday, and we talked a little bit uh, after after his news conference. And you know, he talked about wanting a physical team and a tough team, and a lot of those those buzzwords that you you know hear from coaches. I think he's going to play a pretty big role on defense, obviously, um, in terms of you know what this that unit looks like going forward. But listen, I, I think the biggest thing that that you know this union really gives the Lions is that coach and general manager will be on the same page in, in everything they do. I mean, these guys are really good friends. I think that's an important part of, of the team building process when it comes to, you know, when, when Matt goes out to work out guys, he knows exactly what Bob is looking for. When Bob goes out to, you know, talk to guys in the draft process, he knows the questions that Matt wants asked. So, you know, that can help him determine whether those guys can learn his system um, beyond the athletic, you know, traits that that scouts can see. So I just think there's there's a lot of value, and that's something that the Lions have lacked in the past is is the coach and GM who are on the same page, who speak the same language when it comes to the team building process. Dave, I'm sure you interact with Lions fans on social media. That's part of the job now. Fairly or not, how many have pointed out that Patricia's defense got shredded by Nick Foles in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's you know certainly some people. Uh, that wasn't the the impression that they wanted to see, and, and maybe some Lions fans who didn't watch the Patriots much this year, uh, you know, walked away with a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth. But guys, you know how it is; it's it's impossible. You can't judge a coach on on one game. I mean, I think you know his body of work over six seasons as defensive coordinator and beyond that, um, really, you know, are, are what landed him in this position and. Uh, as Cordell, as I'm sure you know, man, being a head coach is a lot more than, than just what happens on the X's and O side. And I think those are some of the areas that, that Matt Patricia seems to excel in. Yeah, and, and just being able to manage. Uh, I think a team right. that has a tremendous amount of personalities, and we, we saw him have to deal with that on that defense, bringing James Harrison in late in the year, having a Chris Long and uh, losing a Chandler Jones. So you, you've seen him have to deal with that uh, a multitude of times there being with New England. But when you when you see this Detroit Lions team, one thing I think sticks out like a sore thumb to me is 
this team's inability to be able to have a running back that can run between the tackle, tackles, whether it be that or the commitment to trying to run the football to help out Matthew Stafford so that he doesn't have to, uh, toward the end of seasons, deal with you know, wrist bruises or finger bruises or an ankle bruise and have to depend on him but can't get it done because his body is somewhat beat up. I think that's the biggest thing this offense has lacked, you know, and I'll, I'll give you guys a little stat here. I mean, the Lions haven't ranked in the top half of the NFL in rushing since Barry Sanders last season. So that tells you how long it's been since they've, they've even been, you know, serviceable in the run game. And, and last year they were, they were about the average about nine yards less than the next closest team on the ground. So they know they need to get, get better in that area. Bob Quinn has said he'll, he'll absolutely add a running back this off season. You know, I imagine they, they do so relatively high in the draft. That way it's a guy they can, you know, sort of build around and turn to for years to come. But they need they know they need to be a more complete offense in that aspect, and they think helping the offensive line, getting that scheme right will help things there as well. We're chatting with Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press. How important was it for Matthew Stafford that offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter kept his job from a standpoint of continuity? Yeah, it was. I mean, Stafford lobbied for that after the season. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good relationship with, with Cooter. And I think especially since the Lions let his quarterbacks coach, Brian Callahan, go, a pretty, a pretty respected guy. Um, you know, Jim Bob Cooter, um, or Matt Patricia, I should say, you know, he said that he, he's, he's never worked with Cooter, but has some respect for him from coaching with him. And then one of his close friends and former colleagues, Brian Dable, had worked with him in Kansas City. So it wasn't only Stafford's recommendation why he ended up keeping Cooter, but I think that's an important part, especially for a, a first-year head coach and a guy that's that's so involved in the defensive side of things to know that there's some stability and continuity on offense. The city has been, let's just say, anxious to see if this team can go to the next level. You think Coach Patricia has enough to get this team to react in a way uh, that can actually help them, let's just say, get to the next level. Let's how about this saying, just, they don't have to win a division, but just win a playoff game. <laughs> I think people here in Detroit would rejoice if that happened. I mean, look, <laughs> you know, history says they're, you know, they're, you're not going to be, they're not going to be a Super Bowl team next year or, or maybe in the you know, near future. I don't know that I would put that on Patricia. And, you know, especially you got Aaron Rodgers in the division. You got a good Vikings team. There's a lot going against you. But, look, I don't think this Lions team is that far away either. They have, uh, you know, a quarterback in place in Stafford. They have some good defensive pieces, Darius Slay, Ziggy Ansa. And they have a pretty good passing game. Um, you know, frankly, I, I think after watching the Patriots up close the last two games, I think the Lions might have a tad more talent on defense than the, than the Patriots. So, I think there's hope, um, but it's not going to be an easy task to, to get over you know, the, the rest of the competition in the NFC North. Dave, you track what's going on across the NFL. What was your reaction to the news from San Francisco to connect what's going on with the 49ers to the team you cover? Jimmy Garoppolo is getting Matthew Stafford money based on a total of seven career starts. Yeah, I mean, huge, huge money, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that because that's just what the market bears. And, you know, I think Drew Brees, uh, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, there's probably going to be a whole bunch of people passing that that number here in the next, you know, six or seven months. So nothing surprises me when it comes to quarterbacks anymore, and even though Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a big body of of work to go on, uh, you know, I, I think the, the 49ers are invested in him enough as evidenced by that trade, and he played well enough late last season that uh, it's just uh, that's what the market bears, so that's what they paid him. 
The numbers are crazy right now in the National Football League for us, what they give quarterbacks in particular, but just in general. Uh, when you see the 87 million bucks given by given to an Andrew Luck to a 70 million bucks trying to be given to a Brock Osweiler to what we're seeing with, uh, let's just say Derek Carr to Matthew Stafford, and now we see Jimmy Garoppolo. What does this do for Drew Brees with his new deal and also yeah. Kirk Cousins? None of those guys has won a playoff game that you mentioned. That's the thing, <laughs> right. right? I mean, and it's when Aaron Rodgers comes up, he, he's just going to walk up there with a blank check because. Uh, it, it really is. I mean, I think we're going to see a $30 million quarterback here before long. It's probably going to be Rodgers. You know, Brees has said that, that he doesn't want to leave um, New Orleans. Um, you know, I think they get a deal done, a short-term deal here for the next couple of years. Kirk Cousins, he's going to have some suitors, but I really think Rodgers is the one that waits until the end of the summer. Maybe the Packers do a deal with him then, and they're going to have to pay him $30 million or so a year and maybe guarantee most, if not all of it. Dave, last one for me. It's going to seem like a bit of a left turn, but I'll do my best to make it coherent. So we're in Minnesota for the full week covering the Super Bowl. Obviously a lot of Hall of Fame conversation as well. Given the big numbers he's putting up, albeit in an age where everyone's throwing the football, if Matthew Stafford could win a playoff game or two, we know the Lions have one playoff victory since 1957, and he could play another five to eight years. What would his Hall of Fame resume look like? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's something that I've I've thought about. I'm the, the Hall of Fame voter in Detroit, and you know, I'm going to have to present Kelvin Johnson in a couple years, and I think he's a guy that absolutely deserves to get in. You know, Stafford is going to have the numbers when he retires because he's, I mean, you know, he's already over 30,000 passing yards. He, he plays another eight to ten years. He's He's going to be threatening the record there. Um, but you know, ultimately the lions haven't won with Stafford as their quarterback. He's been, he's been, he hasn't been selected to the pro bowl, even as a top three, you know, quarterback in his, his conference uh, yet in his career. And that's by no means the, the way to judge a, you know, a guy's value or hall of fame candidacy, but that just sort of tells you where he is in the, the pecking order, I think of, of quarterbacks in the, the league during the time that he's played. So I think he's, he's put up some phenomenal numbers, but if he's going to get in that Hall of Fame, you know, uh, conversation, then over the next decade or so, he's going to have to win a lot and, and you know, probably lead his team to a, a Super Bowl or two. Dave, we appreciate the information. Thanks for joining us on the NFL on TuneIn. No problem, guys. We'll talk to you again. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.